The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Then Jesus looked up at his disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, and when they exclude you, revile you, and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven, for that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. But I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. When I first started out as a young pastor in South Dakota, I was the youth pastor for First Lutheran Church, which meant going on a lot of youth trips. Sleepaway camp, backpacking, horseback riding, and lock-ins. You know, all the things I love. <laughs> there was this one guy in the youth group who was, let's just say, a stinker. He was the one who was often causing trouble, telling jokes he shouldn't have been telling in church, farting on purpose in the back seat of the van on those long trips, not listening or participating in discussions. You know the type. Maybe you are the type. <laughs> anyway, even though he was often a pain in the you-know-where, we all still loved him. And the whole town grieved deeply and wept uncontrollably when we learned that he had died in a car crash one evening after a fight with his mother. It was absolutely the most traumatic funeral that I have ever done. The teenagers stood by his grave weeping and hugging for hours until their parents finally tugged them back to the safety and security of their home. About a month after that funeral, I was at Bible camp again with a younger group of kids and where this guy's best friend, Jeff, was one of the counselors. I taught both of these guys in confirmation, and just the year previous, I was on a backpacking trip with both of them in the Boundary Waters. These two were inseparable and had been since kindergarten. Now, as Jeff and I talked about his grief and the fond memories and the deep pain that he was experiencing, I told Jeff that his friend was a saint, surrounded by a great cloud of saints who are now with God. And Jeff shook his head and simply could not believe that I, of all people, 
was calling Scott a saint <laughs> because he had been such a terror in youth group. And then we had a little bit of a theology discussion, and I explained that in baptism, God makes all of us holy people who unmistakably belong to God. And Jeff looked at me with disbelief and shook his head and smiled and said, you know, I never really thought of Scott as a saint before. That's nice. You know, I'll never forget that conversation. It was like 25 years ago, and I will never forget that conversation with Scott's grieving friend. It was a holy moment, made more extraordinary by the presence of God's spirit and God's voice speaking through me to bless someone who was struggling and in pain. Often I am just like Jeff, and I don't think about my friends or the person sitting next to me in the pew as a saint. It's especially difficult when the person is not very saintly in the traditional sense. Am I right? We're more likely to describe as a saint someone who does good deeds or goes above and beyond to help others and is a blessing to those who are in need. Yet on this feast day of all saints, we recognize the gifts of all the faithful, not just the ones whose image is revealed on an icon or who has their own feast day. We gather on this day to give thanks to God for the saints of every time and every place, both the living and the departed. We bring photos and light candles to remember especially those we love who now live in the nearer presence of God. We sing for all the saints who from their labors rest, and we join the sacred names of our own beloved dead with the saints of every time and place, and then we too are gathered and healed and remembered, put back together into God's loving relationship with all of creation, past, present, and yet to come. Today, as I pray and give thanks for the saints of God, I'm praying for all of you, the holy ones among us now. You who are not robed in royal clothes or wearing glowing halos. You who are struggling to find hope and healing. You who can name your blessings easily and you who can more easily name your woes. You are the holy and beloved ones of God. And believe me, I know it doesn't always feel like a saintly life. There is struggle, real struggle. And Martin Luther, in the middle of his reform, said that where there is faith, there is always struggle. And for this struggling saint, that's good news. Doubt feeling overwhelmed, wondering if God is out there, are marks of every saint, including my friend Scott from youth group. And when we feel our most low and wonder if we've lost our faith, God names us the most faithful. Blessed are those who struggle. In today's Gospel reading, Jesus declares a blessing that was not only for those who are listening at the time, but for us as well. 
Jesus blesses all kinds of people, especially those that we don't normally think of as blessed. The poor, the hungry, those who weep. While the world may give them little regard, Jesus calls them blessed. Blessed now, not that one day they will be blessed. Because God's blessing isn't like a flu shot. Blessing isn't an immunization that keeps us from pain or loss. And it's not a guarantee of safe passage through this life. Rather, blessing is a sense of fulfillment, contentment, and joy in the presence of God. So this morning, surrounded by photos of our dearly departed who were also blessed in this life, we remember that God sees us. The Holy One knows our losses and struggles that weigh us down. The depression and addiction, the exhaustion from caring for others, the disappointments at home, work, and school, the worry about a loved one who is ill or preparing to die. God sees us and honors us. God blesses us and accompanies us. Together with all the saints of every time and place, we come together at this table to share in a feast that knows no boundaries of time and space. And gathered with us in memory and feasting in the presence of God are angels and archangels, are my mom and Julie's dad, our children's grandparents. Together with us are Elvina and Judy and Claire and Joyce and Jim, beloved members of Holy Trinity. Scott and Jess, inseparable still. And your beloved holy ones too. All of them. All of us. Saints. Claimed by God's loving embrace and promise. To never, ever let us go. Amen.